This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, I'm Simon Calder, welcoming you to my independent travel podcast, bringing you the latest news on travelling, whether you're just dreaming of a great escape or actively making plans for one. Today, I am at beautiful Marylebone Station in central London, one of my absolute favourite railway stations pretty much anywhere. It's an elegant red brick building and if you are a fan of 1960s black and white films you will remember it from the Beatles A Hard Day's Night. So how's it doing in 2022? Well that's what I've been trying to discover looking at how our travel patterns have changed over the coronavirus pandemic which I guess really started having its presence felt in the UK just two years ago. So much has changed since then. I'm looking across at a big sign. This is the most prominent thing on the entire departure board. Next train to Bicester Village and Oxford City Centre, 5.50pm. Well, that is aimed squarely at tourists, at people from Asia, from the Middle East, who I understand greatly enjoy going to Bicester Shopping Village and indeed to the centre of Oxford. I love Oxford. I'm not sure that I feel any great need to return to uh, Vista Shopping Village. But of course, the tourists are not here. I've been hearing how in some busy times previously, you would see a queue halfway across the concourse. People just trying to buy tickets to go to Vista. Well, they are not coming back anytime soon. What about the commuters? Well, there are very changed patterns. Of course, many people. Uh, particularly with uh, customer facing jobs, have no choice but to go to work five days a week and they are still coming in. But I reckon levels are down to about 60% from Monday to Friday, maybe down a bit more on Fridays, um, which is, seems to have become a very optional day. Businesses around here have been saying, okay, come back to the office, but maybe only do two or three days a week. Where you are seeing huge differences, I understand talking to a number of people about this is at the weekends sometimes you will get double the number of passengers that you would see on a saturday or a sunday before the pandemic that's welcome for those of us who love traveling by train and want to see the railways doing well but of course it needs to be reflected in the timetable to make sure that there are decent services enough trains um, and the journeys are, are good enough uh, and also the removal of weekend engineering work. Since the dawn of time, Saturdays and Sundays has been when engineering work has been done because that's when you get fewest passengers. Well, that has all been turned on its head. Therefore, it's incumbent on the railway industry to move pretty smartly towards protecting the weekends because that ultimately is where they are going to start the recovery of rail. 
people persuaded, yes, let's go into London for the day, or let's go out to the beautiful Chiltern countryside. That is how you're going to get people back on the train. No longer can the train operators, and actually more specifically the government, count on the bedrock of railway finances being you know, five or six billion pounds a year that um, commuters in southeast England pay for their trips to work. That has gone and in order for the railways to survive in some workable form, well, we need to see a change in the patterns of use reflected. Trains in Britain are actually great. I think I, they have improved very markedly in the past few decades. You can have a great long argument about whether that's to do with privatisation, but there is very much, until the coronavirus pandemic, a sense of wanting to get things better and of record numbers of people travelling. Well, that is toast, but I urge you to get out and about on the trains to try them out. Chiltern Railways in particular, very good organisation, uh, generally punctual, great staff, uh, pleasant trains, no electrical lines unfortunately yet, but you know they are part of the success story, redoubling the lines between here and Birmingham to allow for faster journeys. That's what we need to encourage. So I hope you will get out and about. Do come and see Marylebone Station soon. Um, for now, thank you very much indeed for listening. Um, of course, you can get all the news 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. And you could follow it up with newsletters to sign up for my weekly travel newsletter, which is free for you every Friday morning at 7am. For now, though, goodbye, stay safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.